This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing, uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action. We'll have food for everybody. If you're looking for lodging, you could stay right at the resort. It's $50 per person per night. Um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat, luxury houseboat, courtesy Eastport Marina. That's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners. If you want uh, more info on the resort, you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there. You'll see all the houseboats and things like that. A majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to The Reel Down on Adam Finn with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the Reel Down on Paddling Finn. How you doing, Jimmy? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Yeah, doing good. Life, you know, stuff. Yeah, I yeah. feel you. Yeah. But good besides that. Weather's starting to cool down a little bit. We were just talking before the show that it, uh, the water's getting a little bit cooler. Fall bites starting to, something's starting to happen. Uh, I know, it's so exciting. Yeah. Huh? I'm just glad, I'm glad the heat's gone. That's really like it was like 80 something yesterday, and I was like, "Well, this sucks." Like, go away. 
Especially fall weather. Yeah, like the 40s this week, the low, like high 40s. I know some people might be watching like, oh, there ain't nothing, you know, but this is Alabama. I shouldn't say you northerners chill out. We got it. Yeah, we know. Like 40s in September, that's, you know, that's pretty chilly down there. Alabama doesn't see that often. (laughs) That's usually like January. Tornadoes on like the first week of December two years ago. So this is a, this is a nice change. Yeah. All right. So we'll give it just another minute for everybody to log in. Uh, Adam <clears throat> calling. How you doing, man? Watching on YouTube. And uh, if you're watching tonight, go ahead and like and share. Uh, we want, if you have any questions for the people that we're going to have on tonight, please ask away. And all right. So we'll go ahead and get started here. And I'm going to read the whole description here because some people might not know what this is. So uh, because, you know, it's not around here. So we didn't know all the information yet. And we're excited to be talking to these people about it. Um, so tonight we're having on the five winning anglers from the Indiana Kayak Anglers team who won the Crossroads Kayak Bass Team Classic on San Chris Lake. And what that is, here's the Tourney X description, the whole deal. So ooh, let me get this out of here. All right. Uh, the Crossroads Kayak Bass Team Classic. CKBTC, I like that. It's like a boy band, and it is a four-state regional championship made of made up of qualifying organizations across Wisconsin, Illinois. I never say that right. Indiana and Michigan. The event is the first of its kind in the Midwest and fills a void that kayak bass fishing tournament anglers have been missing. Each of the top ten participating kayak bass fishing organizations will qualify a team of five anglers, so ten different clubs. The five highest in AOY make a team, 10 teams. And um, they're taken from AOY point rankings. This is the second annual event, and it's, um, it was ha- held on San Chris, which is a power plant lake, I believe. Big fish there. And it's a two-day tournament. And the team that wins won the event, Indiana Kayak Anglers, next year they're going to host it. And that's a tradition that they want to keep going. And the, ten, the qualifying organizations, the 10 clubs, were Topwater Series for Michigan, um, good. If nobody's listened to it, good podcast, by the way, Michigan kayak trail that they're also up in Michigan. Uh, M I O H kayak and layers. Mio. Mio. There you go. God dang. Why can't I say that? Uh, also from, uh, Michigan grassroots bass yakking grubby from Indiana. Sounds uh, like my kind of club. Yeah. <laughs> Southern Indiana yak anglers club. Syac. In Indiana, Indiana kayak anglers, the people we have, folks we have on tonight, uh, obviously from Indiana, Kayak Bass League, KBL, Illinois, uh, Southern Illinois Kayak Club, SIAC, Midwest Kayak Bass Club, MKBC, and uh, Wisconsin Kayak Fishing Club, WKFC. I like saying that in acronyms. Fun right way. Sounds yeah. like radio stations you're reading off. Yeah. 106.1 WKFC. So the, the winning team, the guys we have on tonight from Indiana Kayak Anglers, uh, Jason Young was our captain, and everybody, if you want to say a prayer to him, he had heart surgery today, but he's doing good, made made it out of there good from what we hear. Uh, Matt Gibson, Ryan Platt, Aiden Darlington, Nick Matthews, and Clint Stafford. So here we go. We'll bring everybody on. Pat, there we Pat. go. How y'all doing, guys? Excellent. Good. Good. How you doing? Good. Good. Well, thank you for being on, and uh, we'll just kind of go, go around here. Uh, we'll start with Nick. If you want to give us a little bit, 
how you got into kayak fashion, uh, kayak fishing, a little bit about yourself. How did you get into kayak fashion? Yeah, kayak fashion. <laughs> well, I got into kayak fishing back in uh, 2015 when I started fishing IKA. And I mean, it just really grown from then. I was just fishing the normal club back in 2015, which there was only 10 people in the club. And I, the first tournament I fished, there was only 10 people. And then I've grown all the way up to been fishing Hobie events last year and this year. And I've been doing pretty good. So, And you're TOC qualified, right? Yep. This year. Yep. And where, awesome. where, do you, where do you live in Indiana? Not that I know where it's at. but you can, you uh, to In north of Indianapolis, Noblesville. Okay, cool. So is everybody a Colts fan? Colts fans? Is that? Oh, some headshots. No, no. Sorry, I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, how about you, man? Uh, I started kayak fishing back in 2016. Um, I said I got into it because uh, I kept bugging my wife to let me buy a bass boat. She kept saying no. So I was like, All right, I'm just going to buy a kayak then. And then I uh, started kind of fishing around. Oh, and, yeah. 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 Then I started fishing around and um, I just Googled clubs, kayak clubs, and I found IKA. And then the next year I fished a couple tournaments. I ended up loving it. And I've um, been fishing IKA since uh, 2017. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd love to know how many people actually have the same story of how'd you get in a kayak? Well, my wife would let me buy a boat. So <laughs> I had a boat. My wife said it was too expensive. So I went down there. Okay. See, that's, that falls in the same category. Yeah. Same, same thing. How, how about you, Clint? I see you're a, a, a hunter back there. Yeah. I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> I got into it. I've probably been fishing out of a kayak since the early 2000s. Just started out with a little Dunham's kayak. You sit in, and then I got into I started fishing the IKA last year. Uh, Wilson, Aaron, got me started on that. So I did a couple last year, and then this is really the first year I've done all of them. So I, I enjoyed it, yeah. Did better than I thought I was going to do. But uh, other than that, you know. I just been fishing here and there. I fished the river a lot, White River. Okay. And yeah, I'll be at a tournament know. there last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I got in that the Hobie Satellite Tournament. Yeah. Cool. How yeah. about you, Matt? Team new. Hey, yeah, I've uh, gosh, I can't even remember when I started kayak fishing. Now, honestly, <laughs> uh, but I've uh, I mean, I've. I, I was lucky enough. I grew up on the water. So, I mean, I've been fishing my whole life. I can't remember a time that, uh, I am not a Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, <laughs> um, actually a Bears fan. Um, but I, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, you know they're Nick Folds bringing them through. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't remember a time I haven't fished, uh, you know, and fish multi-species and, and, uh, just been fishing, like I said, basically my whole life. Um, uh, I can't remember now when my first IKA season was, uh, I think it was 15 or 16, um, is when I started with those guys. And, uh, you know, once I, once I got into it, there's no turning back now. Like Damn. I used to be a, used to be a boat guy, but, I wouldn't own a boat if you gave it to me, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm same way. I'm not going back. And what is that back behind you? Are those like hot sauces or beers or? Oh, uh, that's my that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, a no. It's my wife's wine. 
Oh, okay. Okay. And Aiden and, and hanging out in the ladies' uh, dorms. So tell us about yourself. Uh, well, I kind of I got started uh, about the same time as Nick. Actually, we both got into it right together uh, with the the start of IKA. So I, I started back in 2015. Um, fished their first event ever. I've fished every single one since, and it's just I've kind of grown with the sport. I guess it's just it's been a really cool experience to see it start off as Nick said with you know ten guys in an event. You know leading up to this point yeah that's awesome so here we already have a question and everybody please like and share and ask any questions that you have for these guys where's at, so since y'all won next year you get to have it wherever you want to where's it going to be uh it says lake it doesn't yeah, have about, about that. <laughs> i'm not sure that has to be a lake so <laughs> we'll see guys we're we're from indiana we like rivers around here (laughs) sounds like it's going to be the goal to keep it in the house huh yeah we've got we've already had one person mention it but we'll get to it in a little bit about technically it should have already been in y'all's house again so (laughs) but we can touch on that whenever y'all want to yeah go ahead and go ahead and say it like so y'all should have won uh, you could have won last year, but there was a DQ, right? Yes. Yeah, so I got DQ last year for fishing water that I should have not fished for not reading the rules as much as I should have. And I got DQ'd on the second day. And we ended up getting third, even with my DQ of my second day total being eliminated last year. So, so I had. Yeah, I had the 87 inches the second day last year. So, hmm. well, when I got disqualified, living you learn, man. What, what yep, you, I, I'm sure it's a mistake. You won't make it again. And and no, but I'm sure you no. didn't do it on purpose. So yeah. no, I did not do it on purpose. How far? Like, not that it would matter. I mean, DQ is a DQ. But were you like way in? In you know. I, I went about 10 yards in, fished it for five minutes. The tournament director came and disqualified me on the wall with two hours to go. That's even worse. <laughs> so wait, did they know like they were expecting somebody to hit it, so they were watching it? I don't want to get into that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. There sounds like there's so much more I, there. I, I have no I, – I have it was, it was my fault. I should have read the rules, so. Yeah. Right, right, no. Water under a bridge, man. So y'all won this year. Uh, and so if some people have never been there, we've never been there. Can you tell us about uh, St. Chris Lake? Oh, it, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, it, it was a good body of water. Yeah. It was, like you said earlier, it was a power plant lake. So it, uh, I guess it must stay warm relatively all year because those fish were, they seemed like they were just constantly growing because they were either huge or just like relatively deformed. It's kind of interesting. But uh, it, it fished. It fished real well, in my opinion. I had seen some other pictures where people were. I mean, people had big fish, right? Like, oh yeah, abnormally large fish for Indiana, right? Yeah, Ryan. Ryan had an absolute giant. What was yours, Ryan? I forget. Twenty. Twenty-one. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's for the Midwest. That's a huge fish, man. Oh yeah, for sure. That's that's a giant yeah. fish. Yeah. So how how does it lay out? Is it you know grassy, you know deep, rocky? What what do you got? Uh, 
kind of dependent on the part of the lake you're in, but there's just a lot of over, overhanging woods, some laydowns, um, not too much grass really, um, not super deep, at least they air, most of the areas I fished. Yeah, like I, I know a lot of us all fish in the same area. Like I, I fish the middle arm, so the, the lake's pretty much split up into three like main arms, and the, the one I was in was the central arm. And uh, for the most part, like the lake's, uh, it's like it looks relatively natural. There's not like any riprap for the most part, except for like where the power lines are. But uh, it's got like no docks or anything like that, so it's just like a lot of natural looking shoreline. So you kind of that's kind of why you have to have electronics in that lake. I think that really helped in that oh, yeah. scenario. Yeah, at least for me, at least, because I, I I know I was looking deep, uh, and you know for the most part looking for stuff you couldn't see, but uh, there was a lot of wood. Like I think trees were just kind of all around, like trees in the water, like just wood was the all around ticket for everybody. I'd say. Heck yeah! So who had the big bag of the tournament? What was it? You Aiden? Uh no, I didn't. I didn't have anything too crazy either. I think uh, the KBL, or was it KBL guys had? Was it? I, I don't recall off the top of my head. I apologize. Got the biggest. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was uh, uh, one of the KBO guys on day two had had a really really nice nice. Yeah, Patrick Tharp had a really good day too. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, old Pooty Tharp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, all right, so kind of it's it's hard. I'm trying to figure out how to do this with so many people. We've never had so many. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start with you, Nick, and we'll just work around like. From day, kind of give us a quick rundown of day one and two, and what are some techniques that work for you? Uh, day one, I started off with a buzz bait and caught four off that early in the morning, and then moved over to dragging a Cinco in about two feet of water as slow as I could with the wind. I mean, the wind was pretty good, bad on day two or day one, and uh. I just drug the Cinco, a black Cinco, in about two feet of water as slow as possible. That lake was pretty shallow, even like about 15 feet offshore, 10 to 15 feet offshore. It was still about two feet of water. So uh, that's all I did day one and day two. I didn't catch any early on a buzz bait early in the morning. I just drug a Cinco day two all day. So like right here? Yeah. Really? Yeah, on a 16th ounce weight, and uh, it, I just, just drug it all day as slow as possible. Yeah, well, something uh, can be said that this man has a way more patience than I do. Yeah, young guy with <laughs> patience. That's that's awesome, man. Yeah, Brian, how, how about you, man? Um, brother, and I talk about my day one. Um, it's probably probably the worst day of fishing I had in a tournament, and since my first year of tournament fishing. I only caught three fish, couldn't even get the five fish on the limit. Seemed like everything I thought would work just didn't work, just couldn't get bit. So then uh, on day two, I decided to go to the second launch location we go to, just a different part of the lake. And I was lucky enough to get a buzzbait bite real quick. I was able to fill a limit within about an hour. And then um, just started kind of flipping around the wood, the trees that are there with, um, just started flipping in there with a the creature bait and was able to get a couple of good call-ups, was able to get that 21, well, one inch and then, um, yeah, it kind of solidified my day there. So. Heck yeah. And kind of it like the team deal, a lot of people have a fish teams and I, I did one, the KBBT not too long ago when all of us are spread out, but it's tough fishing a team tournament. Like it's kind of, it, it puts some extra stress on you, right? Yeah. It does, especially 
especially with me yeah. not getting a limit. Everybody else had, had, had a limit. I feel like I dragged the team down. And I was pretty down after day one, but luckily all the guys were great. Kind of picked me back up, and I went in day two with the mindset of just get out there and do the, you know, just go out there and try and find them. And I was lucky enough to get on the bites on day two that I couldn't find the first day. So well, that's, yeah, awesome. that, that's kind of the same thing I felt like it was. It was an added stress that I didn't expect, you know, like whenever you you suck and it's just you, it's like, oh, I had a bad day. It is what it is. But whenever you let your team down, it's it's yeah. like, you know, bringing back old memories of like baseball or football or different sports, you know. Oh, yeah. sure. How about you, Clint? Oh, I was, day one wasn't too bad. It was, right when I started, I caught about six right off the bat on a shaky head. And then I kind of worked around the edges with that, and I caught a few more, and I caught my limit, and then it slowed down off that, and I quit biting it. So uh, I was talking to the guys, and they told me to put on Senko, and I started throwing it in the wood, and that's I called a few of them for the day, and that's pretty much what I did the rest of the day. I threw that Senko on day one, and then I struggled on day two a little bit. They weren't biting a shaky head for me, so – I caught one right off, a decent one, a 15 and a half on the Senko in the wood, and then I couldn't get any more bites on that in the wood. So I was getting a little worried. It was kind of slow, and I didn't want to get my limit, so time's ticking down. So I got out the drop shot, and all the shad that were pushed up in them arms and the little flats, I just went up in there, and I shook that shaky head around for a while, and I caught my limit, and then I, I didn't catch any bigger fish the rest of the day but i wanted to get my limit you know yeah. just to be well, sure every every count <laughs> and that kind of setup yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, shaky head well, another keeper well, after the last 12 incher on the drop wow. shot so you know <laughs> but i pulled yeah, it out you have a certain shaky head yeah. or and and worm you're partial to what's that do you have a favorite shaky head and or and worm Combo. I was throwing a, a slider head, an eighth ounce with a seven inch power worm on it. Okay. Blue flare. Okay. Yeah. And did did y'all like it pretty well? Yeah. Were y'all able to that? communicate on the water? Yeah, it was tough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no coverage was was spotty to say the say the least. Uh, I mean, you would you would be in one part of the lake. And you'd have no cell reception. You'd roll over the other, and all of a sudden, seven text messages would come through. Um, so it was it was pretty tough out there on the water, unless we were fishing close to each other. Gotcha. And, and well, Matt, how was your day one and two? Yeah, my bad, Dan. No, you're you're good. Go ahead. Yeah. So day one, I mean, it was it was kind of an average day for me. Um, I got got a few bites early in the morning, uh, but. You know, they come on, came unbuttoned, kind of, kind of, you know, those thoughts started turning in your head, man, I got to get this limit, got to get this limit. I uh, can't let these guys down. Uh, and then, you know, finally found some stuff late. Uh, um, basically for me, it was a, a balsa a pH custom uh, square bill. Big money. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, I mean, a, a uh, buzz bait i really didn't get bit on the first day second day it was pretty key for me uh but the first day really didn't get a whole lot of bites on it and then a uh a secret lure stupid tube a flipping tube um uh rig stupid style um 
day two, uh, it was it was like the lake just flipped for me almost. Uh, it started catching fish right off the bat. Um, noticed that, that I was getting kind of short struck on a quarter ounce buzzbait, uh, which is kind of my go-to. And with the wind the way it was, I went to a really big uh, buzzbait and started getting some, some good bites on it. Got a uh, 19 and a quarter uh, bite on it um, and, and kind of stuck with that, stuck with that square bill a little bit. Um, and then the, the tube as well on the second day, uh, really got some key fish for me. And uh, awesome. you had on, you had been on another paddling fin show talking about the tube, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. It's, it's deadly, man. If you, if you guys haven't thrown it where you're at, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I've caught myself like, you know, listen to that show and then listening to some of the older guys talk about throwing them. And, uh, I kind of messed with it at the beginning of the year in skinny water and it was at, and i was just using them on like like a ned rig okay and you know it, i probably wasn't throwing it in the right time but i could see how it was working i caught a couple small fish on it but it definitely like opened my eyes up to i'm wanting to give it a try you know different time of the year different yeah. you know a little bigger bigger tube yep yeah so like in the river here i, I throw the the, the 3.7 uh, i was throwing the 4.2 uh, you know, with a, with a little bit stouter hook in it, um, uh, there, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's deadly and it, it gets bites and it gets quality bites too. I definitely, so, you know, I'm, I'm a big like Texas rig jig fishing guy. It's, it's definitely something I want to give a swing. Cause I, I could almost guarantee that there's not a lot of people around here throwing it. So it, if anything, yeah. it just being different could be the key for, for, for me. Uh, so. I had some absolute giants on Flint and that's Flint river down in Georgia on it. Um, uh, one came unbuttoned, but I mean, <laughs> I think, I think you guys get a lot of bites down there on it. Um, uh, so I, I was rigging it stu- what we call stupid style. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a Midwestern thing a little bit. It's, it's starting to grow out a little bit. Uh, so basically it's an internal jig head, uh, that goes inside of the tube. Uh, so you don't have anything on, on top of the tube at all. So it, it fishes really well on cover and weeds and anything. Uh, cause you don't have that sinker. Um, so the weights inside of the tube. And um, it's, it's got a brand. Uh, so the brand is secret lures. So secret lures.com. Um, it, and they've got all the tubes there. Uh, they got recommendations for, for, uh, jig head sizes with, with the actual tubes themselves. Awesome. That's something I, I've, I've used a gambler tube, like for bed fishing, things like that. Spawn, that time frame, but I, I, you know, I don't know why that technique doesn't, it doesn't get more play down here. Like you're saying it, it should. And, and I tell you what, if you fish docks too, you can skip that thing a mile. Huh. Yeah. That's the one thing I did notice about even the small one. I was the dude, you could skip it so well. Yep. Yep. Uh, but, but it was, it was all about covering water for me. I, I was telling these guys, it seemed like, it seemed like the more water, the new water I covered, the bigger the fish got. Um, and you know, I so I used I used the pivot drive uh, this weekend, and man, that thing saved me in that wind. Uh, I, I love that. Yep, I could get around. It's smooth. Honestly, I beat the hell out of it, and it, you know, it 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 took the beating. So, yeah, right. it's, it's definitely an underrated piece of equipment for sure. Uh, yep. How about you, Wade? 
Uh, well, day one, I started out um, started out kind of slow for me, honestly. I, it took me a while to get my five. It took me a while to get my five both days. I was uh, fishing a lot, very similar to Nick, dragging that tank out real, real slow. But uh, I'm not as skilled as he is, unfortunately, with it. So, um, <laughs> But uh, I, uh, I got my first three in, um, on day one pretty, you know, I would say they were kind of quick, but uh, it took me a while to get the second two. Um, but day two, um, I got my like, I got three of them. I think by like noonish, and uh, I was fishing around, and I, I Nick had his five, and I saw him catch a twenty and a quarter or something like that across the lake, and uh, right there I broke off a good one. So I figured that'd be a decent area. So I ended up sticking it out in that spot for the rest of that the rest of the tournament. And uh, like these guys were saying, yet like for the most part, the bite was you just had to cover water to a. Uh, you know, to find these fish, it was, wasn't really a, like a lake where you'd pull up on a spot and catch two or three. You'd catch like one or so out of a pile or a brush pile and you'd have to move on. But uh, I started fishing the stick because I broke off a decent fish or what felt like a decent one, but uh, I figured I might be able to get him to bite later. So I sat there on it for a while and I ended up pulling my entire limit off of this one stick on uh, day two. It's kind of ridiculous. It's like I was just telling everybody it was like the magic stick, but uh, I just thought that was kind of neat for me at least. And they were again all in that tanko, just moving it ridiculously slow, just like a couple inches at a time. Just painful, but it was worth it. Yeah, well, props to you guys because there's no way I could. Like, I, I like to say I fish a senko pretty slow, but I don't fish it that slow, and I don't know if I have the ability to fish it that slow. Like, what? I could probably do it for I mean, like, Usually, I don't like. It. Yeah, is that five or six inch that y'all were throwing? I was throwing a five inch. Five. Yeah, I like that's like my you know the best size to me. The four sometimes gets it done, and then I've thrown some of the well, what is it like the six inch, the big fat sinkos, and that's just one thing. It works, but my god, it's expensive. Yeah. So what? How big is that lake? I mean, was everybody all the ten teams able to spread out, or was it? I think it was ninety. Three miles of shoreline, if I'm not mistaken, oh, okay. like so, 93 or 96 miles of shoreline. So it was, it was a big lake, especially in in a kayak. And there's a boat tournaments both days, and it seemed like there's still plenty, still plenty, plenty of water to to go around. That's yeah. awesome. There were two ramps that we we're uh, allowed to launch from for our event, and uh, they're both located in separate arms. So, uh, uh, like, they're pretty far away from each other. So we we're, you know, we, yeah, I, didn't, I felt like we weren't like fishing on top of each other too bad, honestly. But everybody had a launch for those too. Say what, sir? Everybody had a launch for Yeah, a couple other ones as well, but we were just restricted to those two. I think it was because of the boat tournament. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and that, y'all usually have to like permits and all that, right? Up there. Uh, I'm not familiar with the the Illinois rules. I mean, we're all from Indiana, so. Yeah, yeah and Illinois, uh, the way I understand, it, they got some some interesting rules as far as yeah. how many how many kayaks can take out or 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 put in at, at a certain ramp. I think they cap it at like 50. Um, so it, it's strange, right? So how, how would they do, how would they know? No idea. Yeah. No idea. They, they're paying hey. some DNR guy way too much. To drive around <laughs> I mean, yeah, good Lord. But uh, so I, I guess it makes sense. They're just saying two ramps and 50 people a ramp and, you know, a hundred anglers. So, or five, yeah, well, yeah, 25 per, 
There's a Mississippi math skills coming up. <laughs> no, there's 10 teams, five people are team 50. Yeah. Five yeah. people per ramp. Yeah. Come on, man. Hey, ain't that tough. <laughs> I'm from southern Mississippi, not where it's real bad, north Mississippi. <laughs> but uh, well, That's a pretty cool little setup, though. I, I didn't know anything about it. And then uh, Dan brought it up, so I kind of looked into it a little bit. But it, the, the team aspect of that seems like it was – especially like – how you're all like having a launch from the two ramps. I don't know. I kind of like common launch every now and then, like we do small tournaments around here where everybody will just take off from one spot and, you know, you can kind of see where someone's going and, you know, you obviously not go over there and like mess up their fishing, but like if they did good on day one, you could examine what kind of area they're fishing to use, you know, use to your advantage or you could go, you know, goof off with them. If it's people, you know, stuff like that. It's just different. You you hear about all the open launch stuff, and it, it's just it's cool to see that some stuff's still going around like that. There you go, fifty anglers max on Illinois tournament. There you go, crazy man. That's so <laughs> strange. How, how did the like the team stuff? Would it is it t- if so? Let's say Nick. It sounds like you were the you're the one who figured out the Cinco bite, right? Was that kind of yeah. It, it was honestly Aiden and I kind of built up off of it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> practice time in. I got there like a little bit before and I, I caught like, I caught a really good one on a Senko like in 30 minutes of fishing the lake. So I was like, all right, throw Senko tomorrow. So Nick likes throwing Senko. So I just thought I'd tell him that and he just ran with it. But maybe that's tough because so Aiden tells Nick, Nick's like, oh, yeah, I love dragging a Senko. That's my jam. I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. Bite. And then Ryan gets a text and he's like, dude, I don't even have a damn Senko in this boat. What am I doing? <laughs> or how, like, you're not used to that technique. So does that help you or does that hurt you? Because you know they're biting one thing, but that's not something that you do. How, how do you overcome that? Like, well, Let me tell you, Nick has a rolling. Uh... A shaky head, right? Nick so. has a rolling tackle shop with him. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it was impossible for us not to have Cinco's. <laughs> yeah. He's probably got the little Apple swipe thing on his phone. <laughs> uh, well, talking about that, if you've got your, you know, you got a rolling tackle shop with you, uh, well, uh, let's start with Nick. What boat are you in? Uh, a Hobie PA14360. Hey. That'll hold yeah, the they get it there. in the 360. It's not just an MD-180. It's a 360. <laughs> yep. All right. Big money, big money. What about you, Ryan? Right. I'm an uh, old-town Predator uh, PDL. Awesome. There you go. So two, speed, two speedy guys there. How, how about you, Clint? Uh, Wilderness Radar 135. Oh, hey, okay. those are great boats. You just don't hear a lot of people talk about them anymore. They just came out yeah, with a new Radar, like right? It. Yeah. They got the new recon or something recon. like that. Okay. I have a question. What I, about, I, which new model were you in, Matt? Uh, I was in pursuit this weekend with Pivot Drive. Heck yeah. yeah. But in all fairness, I mean if Nick and Aiden flipped a styrofoam cooler over, they'd still probably kick us you know, kick us pretty good in tournament. <laughs> I mean they are absolute sticks. Hmm. And Aiden, how, how about you, man? Sundolphin? Kusefki by Jackson. Okay. All right, all right. Y'all got a nice little mix going. Yeah, yeah. got the Jackson guy in there. I was honestly figuring, like, I was going to hear the Hobie thing thrown out a bunch. <laughs> but no, that's pretty cool. 
Well, y'all did an awesome job, man. I, I like the whole the whole setup of it, and I wish I was gonna. I wish before they was asked earlier, I was gonna see if y'all would say where y'all were gonna announce it would be held next year. But it seems like you may want to hold on to that information. You don't want to get let people be practicing the same time of year. It would be. Oh, next it sounds year. like these guys may have everybody's number no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> basically two years in a row. Yeah, could have been. Is I mean, there, he'd, he'd have moved out 10 yards, he'd have been fine. I know if, like, let's say you pick a team, like, let's say five friends make a team and you go fish a tournament together and you share a house or whatever, but y'all aren't necessarily friends. You might know each other, but y'all were put together. Is that, how does that, how is that, I mean, were y'all renting a house together and, Sharon, like somebody might not, I, I don't know, let's say somebody doesn't know Ryan and like y'all four know each other and nobody knows Ryan. That, that's got to be like a strange dynamic to add into it too, right? Or are y'all just all homies? We're all pretty good, especially uh, IK. We're all pretty, we're, we're decent. I think we're all decent in, individuals and we all get, we all get along. Like we, we all shared a campsite and there's no problems and we're just a great group group of guys who all love the fish so it wasn't strange or anything weird about it except for Aiden he looks like a troublemaker yeah no I <laughs> my car <is> weird. No. <laughs> me and Aiden actually grew up together too so yeah. well I think one of the things uh, with IK is we have a lot of like uh, community interaction I guess like with our anglers um, like after the tournaments we always have uh, well not this year unfortunately but in the past we usually have like um, in the captain's meeting and it's it's just like a good community and everybody needs to know each other there and like uh we have like boat shows here and uh, demo days and whatnot it's just like the whole kayak community is like it's just pretty intertwined so nobody's like that much of a stranger i'd say everybody kind of knows each other so that's awesome we we have a lot of that down here in alabama our uh, our north alabama club's pretty good about that like you said we have the we usually do uh the captain's meetings live and the weigh-ins are live and we do demo days and things just like you're saying. So I can see where you're saying like y'all kind of already knew each other. I, I feel like the, with our local club, there's not really anybody that you could throw in the mix that I wouldn't already know somehow be okay to share a house or campsite with. But what, what if one of the people who got the guy who got fifth and AOY is somebody nobody liked? How would that go? That'd be all right. I mean, uh, that's the best <laughs> way to look at it. <laughs> But uh, I don't think we really have anybody like that. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. So do y'all have some Joel's asking, do y'all have some like weird plans to take the, you know, like the trophy everywhere? Oh like, man, you know, just, uh, they made it Stanley it's, Cup or whatever. Heavy. It's it's a, it's a beast. Uh, moving that things around is, is uh, quite the hassle. But so I think we're gonna do um just like trade it off uh, every once in a while. Because we've got until what next year? We've got a while with it, so We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Awesome. So who has the trophy now? Uh, I've got it right now. It's in my apartment yeah, up at Purdue. Okay. Oh, Purdue from Boilermaker. What's up? <laughs> yep. I don't. I, I think that's their name. I'm not sure. Nope, I, I know Drew Brees went there. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what? What do y'all have? I know Nick. You've got the Hobie coming up this week. What does everybody else have going on the rest of the year? So the club's done. Is there anything else going on in Indiana to Fisher? Or is it kind of shut down and Clint's going hunting? Getting ready to start hunting. 
Yeah. I believe uh, Gerby, uh, one of the clubs that was fishing this event, they have their series championship uh, in uh, late October. So I believe I'll be fishing that. Yeah, that'll be a cold one for sure in late yeah. October. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll be going yeah. out of Gunnersville was it next week for the national championship. Okay. Do you have it figured out where you're going to go yet? Have you ever been there? Never been there. I got a whole bunch of places pinned on Google Maps that kind of look good. So I'm going to go there a few days early, kind of check out as many as many ramps as I can and just go that's, from there. That's like the best thing, uh, advice you could have for that place because there, it's hard to find something that doesn't look good on Google Maps for Gunnersville. Yeah, um, yeah, I found that problem. And, just, it just looks juicy everywhere. The lake's setting up really good <laughs> right now. I was there. Uh, yeah, he caught a 23 last week. Dang. Yeah, it's nice. like frog fishing was on um they had the spro frog tournament there and it was kind of crazy a lot of the guys were catching their fish and you know frogging in open water and i was treating it just like it was a hot day it was only in the 70s and i just paddled out into some loose you know dead grass and everything and it was loaded up and just driving around there's a lot of places that i fished that looked like that and with the way the weather we had a little bit of rain but i think it'll probably hold out but there is a big cold front coming in and okay. then the elite the elite series is there yeah so is it this weekend yeah i'm yeah. curious to see uh, what that kind of because they've got their pre-fishing and four days of fishing so gunners will yeah, I'll be watching bass live a lot probably this weekend uh, just oh, yeah, checking everything be. out <laughs> yeah that, that's i mean that's great for a lot of people that i mean you're going to get first-hand view i people are probably going to take vacation who are fishing the nc just to watch bass live yeah. It's, and but that's a good thing about Gunnersville. Like there's fish everywhere. You can spread no, yeah. out Any, anywhere you throw yeah. in Gunnersville. You have the potential for yeah. catching a life changing fish. You know there, there's big fish in there. And then a lot of it's not really. It's hard to say that there's honey holes in you like. Just like when they did the classic there this year, and uh, what was his name? Hank. Hank. Hank Cherry. Yeah, yeah Hank Cherry. You know, there was no secret to where he was fishing. That the tournament's been won there so many times. Like it's just whoever gets there and figures it out first. So, yeah, you, you, could, you especially in a kayak, man, you could probably break down any of those pins you got and find a winning day out there for sure. Just have to get in the right rotation, and hopefully, there's not a bunch of people in the area tournament day. But right. man, midday bite, man. Yeah, there's not like a lot of dead water, so no matter where you go, you can. I mean, they're not going. It's not like a magic place. They're not going to jump in the boat, but I mean, there's you know, it's so healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's fish everywhere, so whatever creek or whatever you choose, you'll find something. Right on. Yeah. So, how about you, Clint? You done? Just woods. Uh, it's probably mostly woods. I'm going to Montana here in a couple of weeks too to go hunting. So, yeah, going for elk. I got a full uh, schedule. So jealous. Uh, deer, mule deer. Okay. It's cool. either whitetail or mule deer. Whichever gotcha. you come across, I guess. <laughs> that's awesome. Yo, man, that's too much work. People trying to bow hunt for elk, at, hanging Either. out for two weeks, maybe getting a shot if you're lucky. No, man, that ain't. That, that's on my list, man. Like, it's a lot of I've work. Do it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Worth it if it happens, you know. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. How about you, Matt? As far as tournaments go, I'm probably down for the year, uh, unless something pops up. Uh, but, you know, I here I fish till it freezes. Uh, and then once it freezes solid, 
Oh, get on top of it and fish, ice fish, and then when, once ice it, fish the same. Once it freezes, I cut a hole in it and I keep fishing. <laughs> that's right. And then, and then, uh, which we haven't had good ice for a little while, but uh, and then once it thaws out, I'll be right back out on water. So you know, I I, I almost fish almost all year here as much as I can, anyways. That's that, awesome. That's going to say I I wouldn't think Indiana would be like a big ice fishing place. Kind of right it, on. It, it can be some years. It's- Depends on the year. Some years you yeah. get ice, and you can ice fish all up till March. Other years, like the last few years, I think I've been out on the, out on the ice once in the last like two years. Yeah, yeah, and, and it varies kind of where you go in the state. Like down there, Bloomington and all that. that that's that's going to be all junk ice. Yeah, and, and then you get up, you know, even even here in Central Indiana, um, it can be kind of mixed. Uh, and then kind of you know where Ryan grew up, up in up in the northern part of the state. You, you have potential for some really good ice up there. Yeah. Cool. I'm hoping to make a trip up to Illinois uh, later this year, beginning of next year, with some of our other hosts to give it a try. You I never really thought about it. Yeah. That's who I've been talking to. <laughs> the way the way uh, I was talking with him and Jay when we were on Kentucky Lake, and uh, Jay said, I ice fish. Brian is an ice fisherman, so he said, he, he said he's loaded up with gear and all sorts of stuff. So it, they made it sound pretty awesome. So I, and I like the cold, cold weather doesn't really bother me at all. So yeah, you I like the drink. different. Yeah, so you like the drink. different. Good. Yeah, heck yeah. And and that that's another thing. If people don't know, we have a, a, a paddle and fin meetup on October seventeenth on Dale Hollow. So come on down. You can. Look on the Paddle and Fin page. Get the information for that. Should be cool. Fifty dollars a night, and you can stay on a houseboat. We're going to have food, a little tournament, prices, we're have seminars, and music, yeah. and all that good stuff. Shenanigans. I think I just found out that they have a bar on site, so it's going to be a great time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Aiden, I guess you're our last one besides going to school and hanging out in ladies' dorms. What what do you have on the rest of the year? Oh, yeah, I've just got the Gurry series. There's championship, and that's it for the tournament season for me. And then if we get good ice, I'll ice fish. But other than that. All right. So, and we'll go back around one more time. We we want to give everybody a chance to, uh, you know, say thank you to any sponsors, anybody that makes this easier for you. We'll start with you again, Nick, since you're up in the the Brady Bunch right corner there. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I just like to thank uh, Sun Valley Sports here in Indy. They're my Hobie dealer that I'm on the Hobie fishing team with and then they always will help anybody out with their Hobie uh, fixing anything they need and they get it done quick too. So. Very cool. I mean, that's, that's definitely a good thing. Usually about Hobie is and parts are everywhere because they're all over the world. That definitely a, a good thing about the brand. Brian, how about you, butter? Just got to thank my wife for letting me uh, go out and fish and put up with all the stuff I have to buy and all the lures and tackle and let me, Go out there and watch my son while uh, I get pre-fishing and tournament fishing. So, amen. Clint, how about good women? Yeah. I just want to thank the IKA and you know Moving Waters. Anybody who sponsors the IKA, oh, you guys, you know, (laughs) yeah, and you know my wife, of course, because she deals with me all the time on the way. (laughs) So. And thank your taxidermist. You got a yeah. beautiful wall of death back behind you. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. 
All right, Ace Ventura reference. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, how about you? Yeah, first off, I want to say get well to Jason Young. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he just went through that today and uh, get well soon. Uh, but yeah, Moving Water Outfitters uh, for for not also sponsor, not only sponsoring the series, uh, but they also sponsored the and, and covered some costs for us last weekend as anglers. So we got a bigger check because of that. Uh, so some of our, our, our uh, entry fee didn't go into paying some of those fees. They paid it. Um, for for all across roads so so thank you for that and then also personally uh you know they've helped support me uh since they opened uh so so thank them uh new canoe um without them uh, you know it'd be very very difficult for me to do it uh and and uh, honestly just a great brand to be to be associated with uh, ph custom lures um you know if you're in the balsa at all uh, pH is the deal. Um, and then secret lures and, um, you know, they, as I mentioned, the stupid tube, you just get bit on it. Um, uh, and, and thank you, uh, for the support all year to, to all those guys really appreciate it. Good deal. And also you guys, I mean, thanks for, thanks for what you guys do for the sport. Uh, it's awesome to have a, a kayak fishing podcast. Uh, that you can listen to seven days a week. It, it's awesome. Uh, so, so thanks to Pat on Finn. Appreciate it. We appreciate it, man. Yeah. Aiden, how about you, man? Oh, well, I want to say thanks to uh, everybody that runs this event. And like I've, I've been uh, fortunate enough to fish it both years, last year and this year. And it's, it was absolutely awesome both times. Um, thanks to Susie. She, uh, she did a great job with it. And, um, you know, like like I said, it's just, it's just such a fun event. Like I look forward to it every single year. I can't, I hope I qualify again next year. I'm really, like it's just a lot of fun. And then I also want to thank uh, Moving Waters Outfitters again. I've I've had the opportunity to fish with them for a couple of years now. And it's it's all it's been a lot of fun. Uh, they do a lot for the sport in Indiana. They they they're sponsor for our our local trail uh, IPA. And you know, as Matt said, they they are involved in sponsoring the uh, Crossroads event too. So they're just really active in the sport like overall. So. Just wanted to say thank you, thank you to them for that. Very cool. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all guys, and I'm sure we'll have y'all on again for too long. And and uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, hopefully, we'll have you on next year when you, when you yeah. bring it back. There you go. <laughs> right. yep. 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 On the new river? Yeah. White river? White river. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. See you guys. There we go. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's fun. I, you know, whenever I heard about this last year, and whenever me and Sam were talking about, I'm surprised. Like other, it seems like something that would be fun to do a crossroads southeast. Or yeah, it would definitely be fun to do down here with the way Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama, how seriously kayak fishing is taken down here. Like we've got that tri-state winter series going on right now. That would be it'd be cool to do it. And because Alabama guys usually hate the Tennessee and Georgia guys, it's a football thing. But we could we could cross that over into fishing, so we could have a we could make a fun time out of it. Yeah, you can get a Mississippi in there too, since they all you know they touch. Oh yeah, no, we could do it all. Just leaving Florida guys down there though. Yeah, keep them out. They're weird, Florida guys. So is it uh, I don't know if I heard that right. So that's not our Susie that was running that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was, mm-hmm. Oh well. Well, thank you, Susie. The queen. The queen of paddling fin. 
if she's never yeah, wouldn't I, have had this cool show. Yeah. She's a master judger. Yeah, she's a master at just about everything. Yeah, exactly. All right. So here we go. As always, going to talk about the the winning uh, go around the around the country. All the different club had clubs that have tournaments. I can't talk today, but um, any except for classic tournaments is all the clubs that had thirty people or more, and how they did. So first, kind of the big one was uh, KBF Atlantic Super, Atlantic Region Super Trail on Smith Mountain Lake had forty one anglers. Congratulations, Casey Reed. Um, he was on KBN tonight, so you can go back and listen to that. He was on at seven central, but he blew away the field with 168 and a quarter. Eric Nelson in second with 151 and three quarters. So he won by 17 inches. Yeah, it's two day, obviously two day. And uh, Bruce Steele in third with 150 and a half. Uh, Alabama Kayak Fishing Classic Championship Division on Neely Henry. And that's the top 10 in each club in the state of Alabama. Kind of the same thing, except. It's not teams. The top 10 AOY from each club in the state uh, had 41 anglers and Iron City kayak anglers, my local club. He won Lance Cooley and uh, he had 59 and a quarter. He actually tied with Cooley McGowan. I don't know if they're related. Why? They have this last name and first name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, he had 59 and a quarter as well, but Lance had bigger. Um, you know, bigger, big fish, but Lance won angler of the year this year. He has also won the classic before and angler of the year before he's, he's one of the best in the country. If, if he fished tournaments around the country, like national level events, he would be dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But a, a name usually don't hear that often. Uh, Michael Cooper third with 54 and a quarter. And then me, I sucked it up. I got 19th. We won't talk about that. <laughs> You know, I, I'm not going to complain. I didn't. I literally missed no fish. It, it just didn't happen. I went out there. Two of my. It was only a three fish tournament. Two of my fish were came in the last hour, so it was. Yeah, you, know, you fish clean. That's still. Cool. Yeah, it I'm is. Okay. You know, some days it doesn't come together. Just the big bites didn't show up. But congrats to Lance, and then Queen City, Queen City KBF on Lake James, seventy nine anglers, four fish tournaments. Uh, Ronnie Murphy with seventy three and a quarter. Jeremy Hughes with 69 inches and Chris Godwin with uh, 68 inches. Ontario Bass Nation Champion, Bassmaster Championship. I didn't know Ontario had a Bass Nation. I think that it was, uh, I know I've seen it pop up and go away on the Tourney X a couple of times, but I think that it's probably only a month or two ago, to my knowledge, that they got everything squared away for it. But well, I knew they had been messing with it. Yeah, they did it. And they had uh, 35 anglers, Michael. Blumhagen with six and nine and a quarter, Michael Morand with 74, and Richard Offner, that guy kills up there. He slays with 73 and a quarter. You had the NYKBF state championship on, on Oneida, 41 anglers, Brandon Berlinski with 80 and three quarter, Benjamin Phillips, 76 and a quarter, and Bo Conzareri with, sorry, sorry, Bo, 73 and three quarter. Uh, you had 10 cat, seven, their classic 17 anglers, four fish limit. Only four people caught four out of 17 in, the, in their classic. Uh, former guest Jordan Marshall won it with 64 inches. Brent Long with 61 and a quarter, and Jason McCormick with 59 and three quarter. Then you had Central Arkansas CAC anglers. They had their championship on DeGray Lake. So, uh, only had seven anglers because it's a, 
a championship. Terry Brown, 83 and a quarter. Jeff Ott, 77 and a half. And Stephen Dunlap with 63. Two more. Uh, River Valley Cag Anglers. They had their second annual Gellico. I think it's Gellico Cag Classic 26 Anglers. Chris Jones, 74 inches. David Bird, 72 and three quarter. And Chris Nemeth, 72 and a half. And last but not least, a KBBT making the cut tournament bracket championship. Uh, Sherman Bishop won that with 95 and a quarter one day, 95 and a quarter. Marcus Coates, he won the last one and he got second in this one with 81 and a quarter. And Brad Kennan would, and he got third, didn't say the length because he fished on Saturday. It didn't, the way Tourney X works for them, it didn't say a number. But uh, yeah, Marcus Coates, man, that guy. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a stick. Back to, bra- back to back brackets and you're fishing every single week. I can't even imagine how many weeks he fished. He's fished a tournament in a row. Yeah, he's he's definitely oh. been on the water a bunch. Yeah, like, and then he said that he was because he's been uh, me and him have been talking. He's been trying to talk me into uh, doing that next KBBT thing coming up, and uh, I think he said he's broadcasting on this one or something like that. He's gonna be doing it from a diff- the different angle. So okay, there's my there's my pastor listening in. Florida guys are weird. They are weird. They don't, <laughs> Amen. Have, they don't have Florida guy because yeah, it's a thing. Florida guy. So yeah. It's but always the crazy place you hear about on the news. <laughs> yeah, Florida. I've been there, man. It is crazy down there. I love it though. I would I would probably move to oh, Florida. I think we lost Dan for a second. There he is. I'm here. There you are. Yeah. But no, I, I love it down there. Maybe well, I'm I'm hoping a big tournament has in the spring. Like a you know late winter, like one of the first, like a Hobie Bassmaster or something like that. I hope they have a tournament somewhere down in Florida. I'd love to go down and. I need like, an excuse to hit you know like the Kissimmee chain or something. Yeah, exactly. Or like Okeechobee. There's a lot of, lot of a, uh, lot of ramps. That'd be a fun, fun place. You'd have to. It'd have to be Bassmaster. It'd have to allow motors. You couldn't really get very far. Because Okeechobee is so big, you'd have to have a motor. So I don't think that'd be great for a Hobie, but bass, that'd be that'd be a great place for it. I'd go either way just to say I've been down there. Yeah, it's, it, it's a beautiful lake. But yeah, thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching. As always, uh, just a reminder, we have that Paddle and Fin meetup on October 17th. Music, fun, tournaments, fishing, seminars, probably a lot of drinking, probably too much drinking. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a hoot, so come on down. And thanks again to all the guys for coming on tonight. I'm sure we'll see them again. Definitely some hammers. And uh, yeah, man, we'll talk to y'all for too long. So uh, be careful out there and wear your PFDs and, and bring a like a splash bag. Since it's getting colder out there on water, bring some backup clothes. Put them, you know, do some research. Bring some clothes. Put them in a waterproof bag. Keep them in your kayak. Stay safe. And always wear your PFDs. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes 
for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Catch Products. Shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.